Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers Show. I am joined a very, very special guest this time around. We are on location. This is a road trip for us. Caitlin and I are here in L.A., Santa Monica specifically. This is Liam Madigan. Liam, how the hell are you? I'm doing really well, Phil. How are you doing? Not too bad. So we got our uh, little uh, beards here. We're at Sunny McLean's here in Santa Monica. Sunny McLean's. McLean's, excuse me. Mm -hmm. uh, place is awesome. If you're a Boston sports fan, you absolutely have to come here. I just posted some photos of this place online. They got all kind of memorabilia on the walls for Boston sports. It's really, really sick. I wanted to pass these over to you, Liam. These are our stickers here that we've got. Oh, sweet. Those are for you, my friend. These are going on the uh, on the old PS2. That's, that, that's where I've been collecting stickers from, like, different ski mountains awesome. and random bands at bars. So Very cool. It will have a place of honor. Very good. Very good. <laughs> let's start here because you have a, an interesting journey with MLR and rugby specifically. So mm -hmm. let's talk about your – where are you from, actually? Let's start there. So originally I'm from Swampscott, Massachusetts. Uh, you know, for our viewers and our fans watching right now who speak Massachusetts yep. and or who, who speak Bay State, rather, yep. uh, that's up there on the North Shore, sandwiched right between Marblehead and Salem. Okay. Um, so I've always grown up, you know, within 15, 20 minutes of Boston. It was sure. always a short train ride away. Yep. I don't I don't know what it's like to drive to a professional baseball game. I've only ever been to Fenway or right, right. taken the subway. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a local guy, you know, Very like cool. in, in many in many ways of saying that <laughs> for sure. Um, so you're, you're as you're saying, you're a Boston kind of a Boston guy. Um, what is your origin story with rugby? I know that you went to college in Vermont. Is that where it started? Yep. So I went to uh, Northern Vermont University at Linden, formerly Linden State. Okay. Um, got the university accreditation about halfway through. So okay. my degree looks even fancy. Nice, <laughs> nice. But um, yeah, so when I was a senior in high school, uh, a kid who had graduated a year before for me, George Major, he had gone to Linden um, and joined the rugby team. And, you know, he's like, hey, the college is wicked easy to get into. Right. And I was just like, all right, I want something to do up there. So I got like a little bit in shape. I talked to somebody else who was on the team up there, um, you know, went to my first practice and inst instantly fell in love. Nice. Um, you know, when I was up there, my freshman year, we kicked ass because we had okay. a bunch of, you know, upperclassmen who yep. were experienced and like, you know, borderline sociopaths. And that's, kind of what, <laughs> that's what you need at the D3, D4 that's level true, uh, in that's New England. But then, unfortunately, those guys all graduated, and it was it was tough sledding from there. Yeah. But you know, it was it, it, like you know, I learned a lot of lessons in team building and kind of sticking with something, yeah. even, even when you know, even when the results are a little bit more adverse. Absolutely. Um, you know, character I, building, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like anybody who's won, you know, or, or sorry, lost by more than a hundred points. Oh, so yeah. I'm, I'm looking at you, Toronto. <laughs> not, not quite a hundred. I'm sorry. Ass. More like yeah. what 80, 77. Yeah. Oh, well, if you put both of the scores together, mm -hmm. you're gonna get over a hundred there. So. Yeah, ex exactly. Burn their ass. Yeah. So I know, I, I know what it's like to be on the losing end of that kind of stuff. For stick. sure. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Me too. Um, I played at Carolina, as you guys know. Like I, we were scrappy, man. Like we, we weren't very, like after I graduated, maybe about four or five years later, we became like a powerhouse in sevens. But when I played, man, we were just scrappy, dude. We would we would beat the hell out of people, and that was it. Like we wouldn't win the game, but we'd we'd rough people up. I know we, we were always known for being like really good in the scrum. Like we mm -hmm. would we would play teams that would kick our ass, but yeah, they'd yeah, be yeah. like, you know, like you guys just got to get better Fought in passing, hard. but yes. you kicked our ass yes, in the exactly. scrum because, yeah. like I said, you just we had those big uh, what, what would Jerry Jones say them hog. Mollies, that's right <laughs> you know up there in the front row so for sure for sure shout out to all to, to all my uh you know fellow linden alumni hell yeah what's the mascot there the hornets the hornets the hornets. love it love it, it reminds I'm, me of I'm a hornet <laughs> i know i mean you guys are the cocks yeah yes yes for sure yeah gotta, gotta love a good cock man <laughs> with that being said let's move over to as you're saying you're a new england kid what was that transition like moving to la so caitlin and i just got in really the, early this morning 
the weather has been, I don't know, like, I wasn't expecting this. I'm kind of over, like, underdressed right now. I should be wearing, like, a coat. Everybody's wearing, like, long Dude, sleeves right now. That is the mistake that everybody right. makes when they come to L.A. from the East Coast, from the Northeast, or even from NorCal. They're like, oh, it's like Florida. No, right. it's not like Florida. There's no humidity. <laughs> it's, you know, it's wicked dry. Yep. And, like, yeah, it does get hot, especially it gets windy, especially down here in Santa Monica mm-hmm. near the coast. Mm-hmm. No, I'm up in North Hollywood, you know, where they're like, oh, it's a little more humid. They don't know what humidity is no, they here. Don't. here. No, like, you know, go sure. go to Houston, go to Carolina, yes, yes. where the air is literally physical. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know? We had that in New Hampshire a couple days back. It is oppressive, but thankfully mm. it doesn't last very long up in the New England area. No, no. I went to uh, to Camp Dakota for many years up in Fitzwilliam, New Hampshire. Right. And that, that got gets pretty freaking humid especially in the mornings yep. um you know but yeah no I, it's I can't... nothing like the south though no, exactly no. but so yeah but that that was a big transition just yeah. you know the weather being freaking perfect mm-hmm. and you know like I've, I've always been telling people i like being from boston mm-hmm. but i am so good not living there anymore gotcha. i'm so i'm okay. so good not waking up at six o'clock in the morning to shovel out you know my driveway sure. or yep. having to go to my parents house and help them shovel out their driveway sure. um you know leave that to my little brother who's still there right um but you know, it's it's definitely a different culture. It's a little bit more, a little bit more passive aggressive. I yes. would say it's a little little bit less direct. But at the same time, you still find genuinely great people. You cool. know who who have a, who have a new perspective that's a little bit more you know free minded and open than some of the more hardline right. people yep. that you have up there in New England. People in New England think that they're a progressive, but they're like, I'll burn a witch, dude. You know, so I, I'm, I mean, like <laughs> growing up next to Salem, man, I've seen it for sure. Right, right, right. <laughs> Whereas, like, so this is the perfect example. I, I read this online one time that let's say you're stuck on the side of the road with a flat tire. Yes. Somebody from California will pull over and be like, "Are you okay? Um, like, I just wanted to make sure that you're not hurt. All right, sorry. I don't know how to change tire, and I really have to get to my yoga latte mocha whatever right. session. Somebody from New England will pull over you, pull pull over and be like, "You're a, f- I don't want to swear on the podcast. You're 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 a wicked dumb." <laughs> how do yeah, you yeah. say this you're a wicked dumb guy but i'm gonna change your tie for you right. while telling you how stupid you are yes, yes yeah exactly that's that's the key difference there for sure yeah there's definitely a notable difference for sure yeah. um you know in regards to you know you've been a, a figure on podcast previously talk about how you got involved in earful of dirt so earful of dirt was really my second foray into rugby journalism okay so um, beginning around my junior year of college, I started my own rugby blog because I was following um, Pro Rugby North America, sure, which yeah. was the one season ill-fated. Yeah, the predecessor. Yeah, yeah exactly. We, we, we don't talk about Doug. <laughs> <laughs> but it was um, hard times. Exactly. So I spent a season covering that and I actually got some decent traction on people reading my articles and nice. stuff like that because there at that time there was a really big void yeah. um you know in rugby coverage obviously you had people like doug coyle and pat clifton yes. you know but that's you know two people in a very large sea yes. of legends you know, of, of of no, absolutely yeah. you know definitely shout out to both those guys so i started penguin tundra rugby which was a stupid name based wow. yeah, which is a stupid name based on a stupid inside joke of a, <laughs> with a kid i met in freshman year and i've not talked to you since gotcha all right anyway um you know so so I, I, I kept on getting a little bit more traction with that, um, you know, coming out with articles. I um, I had a lot of luck interviewing um, players because at mm-hmm. that point, you know, it was a lot easier just to reach these guys sure. out on yeah. you know, on Facebook and stuff like that. And, you know, I had early supporters and people like Diego Maquiera um, from oh, yeah. you know, the yep. Jackson and the, and the New York, New York team. Yep. 
whatever the hell they're called like, <laughs> these days. The um, pet sitters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pencil pushers. And, and yeah. you know, the, the more connections I made, the more like, you know, those different connections hooked me up with different yeah. interviews. Um, you know, I, it kind of topped out when I interviewed uh, Coach Ron, uh, Justin Fitzpatrick mm -hmm. for the, yep. um, uh, from the Houston Sabercats, sure. which led to me getting a very, you know, one week internship with Grant Cole um, towards the end of Fitzy's first season. Um, and the next season, I kind of just rolled the dice. I was like, I'm going to move down to Houston. Right. Um, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Sorry there. That's all right. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, I start, started the blog, um, you know, started to get that traction. And in the midst of that traction, I was watching Earful of Dirt. I was commenting kind of like I have yes, with yep. you in the past in the comments Sounds section. like a Chris Lind uh, way through the door there. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so the producer for the Earful of Dirt, Corey Munson, he hit me up, you know, being like, hey, would you like to come on for a week, you know, substitute for somebody? Sure. You know, I think it was like Daniel Brown or something like that was out. Um, and... You know, it worked out. They were like, hey, do you want to keep coming on? Do you want to keep coming on? And mm -hmm. Eventually, it became a regular thing, you know, by season three. Sure. And so for like the next two and a half, three years, you know, that was a regular thing that we were doing. We were one of the most popular podcasts, right. you know, for Major League Rugby. Right. Eventually, but like our lives kind of went in different directions. You know, Craig Gridelli had kids. Uh, Aaron Castro now works for the league. John Cullen um, is currently playing for Chicago. He okay. was there, um, you know, sort of at the end of the last season. Uh, Josh Fredland, I know, is still doing some journalistic stuff and he's a better journalist than i ever was you <laughs> right, know and right. um cory munson just had a baby i believe so you know he's you know he's doing well as well so good. like i say it, it, it was it, it was a soft landing for what was a really good you know podcast and i'm sure. you know i think we were a pretty good precursor to a lot of the good absolutely. programs that we have now absolutely you guys had a great run for sure um you know we were talking about how you were going to be our la correspondent obviously the team in la yeah. doesn't exist anymore uh, what has been your impressions of the Free Jacks? Because you're a Free Jacks guy. you got the jersey on. You're from there. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I've been loving watching the Jacks. Yeah. You know, and I think the, the pressure is on now with Boston and, the, and uh, you know, with the Celtics and the Bruins. Yes. Having made our exit. That's right. You know, not, let's knock on wood on this one. Uh, but, no, I have been really impressed. You know, I one of the things that I was really worried about was the subtraction of Dougie Fife and yes. Bodine Waka yep. because I thought a big issue with last season that we relied too much on champagne rugby, that we yes. relied too much on moments of brilliance from guys mm -hmm. like Dougie, from guys like Bodine, from guys like Mitch, um, you know, and, you know, JP, like, you know, John Paul was always yes. a great sort of point guard. Yes. Um, you know, some, he was a guy who could get physical, but there does, there didn't seem to be anything, you know, like San Diego had like that kept your offense moving consistently at a, at a pace that put consistent pressure on the opposing defense. We were a little bit too one dimensional. I think it's a good way exactly. To it. Yeah, exactly. But now, but now this season, um, there was a comment made um, by the commentary team uh, on Friday that our formation was great, and I think that's mm -hmm. that's been a huge difference. Is that our players are consistently, or at least a little more consistently, putting themselves into position to yes. receive a pass to you know to assist others, um, you know, in creating plays. Are there at all? Yes, please. All right. Thank you very much, sir. We are at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> you know, and so, yeah, I've been really happy with, with what we've seen. Um, I would like to see a little bit more, you know, it, it's sort of a combination of line speed and tempo on the line because some, sometimes I think uh, players get caught up in, like that lady on bell, like trying to be patient, looking for yes. the hole, where it's just like you have two guys on the outside. Just pass, pass it. it. Yep. Just get it to Paula. Right. And, 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 and he'll let, finish it. Yeah, exactly, for man. Sure. That dude is so fast. He's a Agreed. damn battering ram. The, one of the best finishers in the MLR, for yeah. sure. Yeah, he'll run you over or just outrun you. That's, yeah. what's, that's so, what's so great about him. Exactly. And, and so here's the thing, Phil. Have you, have you recalled? 
called a moment in the last two or three weeks where lineouts have been the problem. No, no, no they've and, kind of fixed it. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, we've been we've been whooping the ass of you know many of the people in the Eastern Division. Yes. But that's not to say that they're not talented teams with right. talented guys who can you know who can put pressure on us. And it's a little baffling how good some of these teams are on paper, but they've been so inconsistent. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. Um, you know, I think another thing that the Free Jacks need to work on that is a consistent problem throughout the league is um, is catching passes into contact. Yeah. I, I think that's we, we saw a lot of turnovers, um, you know, versus Atlanta that it didn't sink the game. But at, at the same time, it could very well sink us versus a team like San Diego, like Seattle, hell, yeah. even like Houston or Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's things that need to be uh, that yeah. need to be cleaned up. We need to make sure that we keep possession, and that we need to because um, as long as we keep possession, we can utilize the guys that we have. Because speed, sure. I don't think is going to be on our side versus teams like San Diego, right? And yeah. But so I, it has to be consistency. It has to be physicality. I like our defensive structure against Seattle. Again, I'd love to get them at the final. Or excuse me, uh, San Diego. But um, I'm, I'm kind of also pulling for Seattle. Those guys are awesome there, for sure, the fans, that is. Mm-hmm. But who's on the Mount Rushmore of the Free Jacks at this point? Who, who is, like, the top four guys across the history of the league? So, are we all here? Yes. Thank right, you very much, sir. Appreciate that. If you could just leave that one. Leave this one. Yeah, sure. thank you so much. Cheers, mate. Cheers, pal. So, with the team being so young, yep. It's hard to say that there's a solid floor on that Mount Rushmore, with with two exceptions. I think you know you definitely put Bodine, yep, um, up there. Even though he left, right? You're you're still yeah. keeping him up there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, but like you know, because I think there is something to be said about how Zeitgeistel, yeah, his his name and his yeah, likeness has become to the, the fans. The roar in the crowd when he was announced the last home game was unreal. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. Um, another person, you know, a little biased because we we share a birthday, Mitch Wilson. Yes, I, all right. I, he, he's. I, I, I still like he's not underrated, but at the same time, I still think he's underrated because I just I, I think he's going to be a huge piece for the Eagles going forward. As long Absolutely. as he gets utilized properly, I think, you know, New England will be very wise to make sure that he is kept like on the team. I think he does. Yes. Like, he could do very well, like, you know, uh, gaining traction like yes. with the fan base in that market. I'll tell you uh, what, man, like we last year, if you listen to a couple of our first episodes of that season, we were like, yeah, he's kind of a bench player. He comes off the bench. He gives us a lot of, uh, you know, he's great back there, all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. But, man, like, he is just so determined. Like, from where he was back then to now, like, mm-hmm. USA Eagle, like, constant starter. I'm really, really impressed with him. Man. Yeah, for sure. So, to round out that other two, this is where I think the sculptor is, you know, starting to make the shape, but he hasn't put the faces on sure, sure. Mount Rushmore yet. I think I think Kyle. Okay, yeah. I, I, I think Kyle, so sort of like with Bodine, you know, yes. he has become so, you know, um, like such a zeitgeist figure, like, with the fan base. But also, he's a local guy who yes. came from the independents, worked his way up to, That's like, right. you know, um, you know, numbers 16 through 23. Yep. So now, like, he is a, you know, more or less consistent starter, yeah. um, like, who, who's getting, like, attention from the Eagles. I yes. just, God, I, I want to see what he would be like without the hair. Like, you know, like, without... <laughs> he would like, lose his strength, like, in the Bible, man. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> No, for, for real, but like it's it's almost like Quinn Ewers like cutting his hair like you know like like down there at Texas is like what would the eagle be w- yes. without the do I uh, I think he would be taken you know not more seriously because people definitely respect him but I think he would just become such a uh, more solid figure like w- with could our be. fan base could um, be. and yeah. I think uh, I, I think he could definitely grow as long as he's kept around yeah he could grow into somebody who we have a, to keep yeah. him around like absolutely have to protect 
him at all costs. Make sure this guy has a contract, a lifetime contract with the Free Jacks. I cannot see him in another jersey. Man. No, I couldn't awful. either. But at the same time, I said that about Sam Windsor. Right. Um, with when, Houston he and he went and York. got himself a ring. That's right. Um, <laughs> for that fourth one, let's just say it's Mags. Okay. For now. All right. You know, all right. I mean, like, he, he hasn't stepped on the field, but, yes. you know, I think Magleby, um, I can't say enough good things about that guy. He, that was unreal. He, you know, he, he came, you know, he, he's a he, he's a guy from Utah. Yes. You know, and like, he does, um, you know, he's a coach from Dartmouth. He mm-hmm. played at Dartmouth, went to Dartmouth. Um, you know, lo- got to love New Hampshire. Yes. Um, but so I think he, I think he integrated this team into not just the, the community, but the uh, culture. Yes. Um, like, up, up New England really, really well. Um, and there's a lot of people that helped him early on doing that, um, you know, obviously. But I think he's had a good combination of the pers- personability yes. and the business savvy that, I, you know, you need to survive in a market like New England. They keep doing everything right. And you're now seeing other teams copy their model to try to be more successful. That's really, you know, the, the mark of success. I oh, think. you. Oh, wait a second. We should make going to games fun. <laughs> like, we, we, we should have stuff to do at games other right. than watch rugby. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like. Yeah, like concentrating on youth. Like, why would we do that? Oh, other teams are doing it. Now we have to be – yeah. So, a lot – it's a copycat yeah. league, but definitely the Free Jacks have really nailed it from the beginning. And you like, can see that they've paid dividends. I, I remember when ATL came out with its rebranding. Like, they were trying to distract from the whole crisis of, of the yes. color scheme. But they yes. were like, we, like, we've also put more money and concentration into the, into the game day experience. Yeah, you should have done that from the beginning. <laughs> it's like, wow, dude. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So, I've also heard, you know – not great things about other teams. That was a huge issue in, in Los Angeles last season. There yes. was nothing to do. Like yeah. there, there was like four tents in which to get merch and food. And then it was just the Coliseum. In the Coliseum. So it's like huge. Yeah. yeah that's ex- crazy. Not as big as I thought it was going to be. Okay. But it's like, it's obviously still huge for a yes. rugby stadium. I don't know how they race cars in, in there. I, uh, that's yeah. wild. Yeah. I'm a, a former NASCAR guy that's recovering now. Being from the Charlotte area. Yeah. Uh, let's talk, because we're talking about LA right now. Let's kind of segue into that. How important is it to have another franchise in L.A., and how would you like to go about that? If you're building the team, let's say you win the lottery or your Bitcoin goes through the roof, right? <laughs> uh, so you buy a team yeah. here in L.A. How do you get that going and make it a success compared to what previously happened? So I'm not – I don't have my ear to the ground here in Los Angeles, you right. know, like on the local rugby scene as much as I would like to. So I don't want to say that there's like any like shortcomings that they need to overcome right. or like the, this is what they're doing right because I simply don't have that information. Yes. But so, sure. but from a superficial level, mm-hmm. you look at some of the more successful clubs, you look at uh, the Santa Monica Dolphins, you look yes. at Old Mission, you look, um, oh, you know, like, oh, oh yeah, you just said Old Mission. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, you know, uh, like, like, you know, there's also great college programs at UCLA and at Long Beach um, yes. in particular. Long Beach, very underrated college program. Oh, Definitely people need to check that out. Um, so I, you know, obviously you have this. You have to start at those grassroots level. You you have to bring, you know, uh, community leaders from the, uh, the, you know, from the from the rugby community in, yes. uh, which unfortunately didn't go as planned for a, no, a number of different cities. Yes. Um, I think LA, you know, you had a, a, for, a foreign business person come in and try to go for the glitz and the glam, which yes. definitely worked to an extent. You know, like you people are going to pay attention when you're like yeah. we're playing rugby in the Coliseum. Right. If you're throwing money around, people are going to look and say, "What's going on here?" Yeah. yeah. But the reason that I think you need to reach out to some of these community leaders is because then you would get, you know, more of an impression that LA, just like Boston, has very distinct uh, community identities and community yes. cultures. So if I if I won the lottery, if I was founding a team in Los Angeles, I wouldn't be the LA anything. I would be the North Hollywood something. Oh, I would be the Santa Monica something. It's, it's, it's that minor league baseball approach where that right. you, you target these smaller communities where you huh. get 
you know, a like you know, it might be like a slightly smaller fan base at first, right? But you'll get dedication, like you know, right off the bat. So yeah. I, I think that I think this could be a blueprint for um, for not just for Los Angeles, but for other, um, for, uh, but for other teams. You yeah. have like a lot of these cities with different smaller neighborhoods that have their own distinct sort of personality, right? Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a I think it's a niche market that you know can can be utilized if it's utilized property. So yeah, that's a good answer, man. That, that's yeah. something that I would not have thought of. That's really really good on your part. I wanted to ask you. I mean, L.A. on the East Coast gets this kind of like fair. These people are fair weather fans. They show up in the third inning for the Dodgers and then leave early, right? Like, yeah. is that accurate? Like, is this a good market, or is it just a money pit? Do you think? So again, I don't want to call it a money pit because. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not working involved in the LA rugby yeah, community, yeah. so like I, I don't see the blood, sweat, and tears. I'm sure that a lot of these community leaders are mm-hmm. putting in. Um, that being said, the it should have been the Raiders who moved to LA, right? Like, like that is just objective at this point. I have, I have yet to meet a single Chargers fan, right? Yeah, they really messed up. I've definitely, I've definitely met a few Rams fans. You know, I think mm-hmm. winning the Super Bowl helps. That helps, right? And the Rams have been really, really good at reaching out to the youth. Community community about like yep. getting them hyped you know i so i think that's going to be their bread and butter uh, yep. going forward i think the chargers are going to be back in san diego yeah by 2030 yikes exactly but um no it's definitely not a money pit there is like, like i said there there's really good school programs with rugby there's high school rugby um um you know and more of the private schools i think it but like i said i think in order to in order to take advantage of these markets properly you have to start small mm-hmm. you, you can't you can't just be the Las Vegas Knights and right. expect to go into you know a, a new market for uh, a new market for, for the league, sure. and you know and, and suddenly go to the Stanley Cup or go right. to, or go to the Shield. Yeah, um, I mean LA did. Don't <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they threw they that money around, Jack. Yeah, you no, know, they, they threw that money around. The issue was that there was too much money being thrown exactly, around, yeah. and it was a little unfair at that right. point. Right. So yeah, no, my, my answer is that LA can definitely be profitable for major league rugby i think there just needs to be a new perspective taken with it that it doesn't necessarily go in line with the stereotypical view of la sure. of glitz and glamour right okay i love that answer man that's that's really well thought out i appreciate that mm-hmm. um remaining markets right there's all kind of obviously we got uh, um, chicago on board which was a huge thing for the midwest right mm-hmm. What other area do you think the, uh, should uh, MLR pursue? Like, what is going to be the next market that comes on board? Is it Vancouver, LA again, Philly, NorCal, Detroit? So, There's all kinds of cities that don't have a team yet. So, so never mind Las Vegas. All right. I want to see Reno or Sacramento. Okay. So I, I think I think either of those communities could be under again like the, the, they're smaller communities, but they but they both have rugby programs. They both have schools with good with good rugby programs. Yep. You know, start start there and work your way out. Um, again, there's also a number of, there's so many other like smaller cities in the United States. Yes. That people are like, like, why doesn't Little Rock, you know, Arkansas, like have a team? Why doesn't Charleston have a team? Like, like you know, let's look at, um, the, the, the R city in North Carolina that I don't know how Raleigh. you, Raleigh. All right. Like, I was gonna, is it Raleigh? Is it, is yeah. it Raleigh? Like, Named after Sir Walter Raleigh. Of is course. it Raleigh? <laughs> I'm going to call it Raleigh now. It sounds more Gaelic. We got, uh, Kenny Thompson jumping in here. Get Ryan Reynolds to watch rugby then. He's actually played rugby. If you guys watch the Wrexham, um, he was a rugby player uh, when he was a kid. Um, He's so, from yeah. Canada, right? He is from Canada. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. So uh, see if he gets him interested in an L.A. franchise. I think that would be 
also. I wonder if somebody can get in his ear. He might yeah. not even know MLR exists, but I'm pretty sure he grew up playing rugby as one of his major sports. I mean, that in baseball, if I'm recalling correctly. So. I, I think so. Everything that man touches to gold in the, in the last no 10 years. I, I, no I know no. Green Lantern exists. Yes, but <laughs> that was a bad movie. I saw yeah. that in theaters, guys. That was rough. Same, same. No, and, uh, but I mean, like, like, look at Sprint Mobile. Look at, like, you know, yeah. like Wrexham and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, no, Mint Mobile. Yeah, Sprint was that 2000s yes. company. Yeah. They merged with uh, T-Mobile. That's what I have, folks. So yeah, exactly. Go. So, uh, but yeah, let's get Ryan Reynolds involved in this. You know, like like we we, we have Nate Ebner, which is yes. great. Great start for celebrity ownership. Right. Let's take that next step. That'd be fantastic. I'd really love to pretty. see him uh, bring in another second Canadian franchise. I think that'd be sick. And Vancouver Who, makes a lot of sense, right? Va Vancouver would be great. So Vancouver, um, you know, fun fact is like considered the Hollywood of Canada. Is that right? I, oh, I, because I, of movie, I, all the movies that get made there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have met a lot, a lot of actors down here. Like, you know, and I'm not saying I've met like a bunch of like celebrities. I'm like, you know, normal SAG, sure, you know, sure. like mid-level actors, like who have worked up in Canada. Um, yeah. Particularly Lee Shorten from uh, Man in the High Castle. I got to work with oh, him wow. on a film. Okay. Yeah, no, and he uh, he said that he got like a lot of his uh, starts up, up there in Vancouver and was like able to build his resume. So I think Vancouver on that note could definitely be an interesting, um, you know, uh, like point of emphasis for MLR. I agree a thousand percent. Useless fact here, fact here, the TV made uh, for uh, TV series, um, it, the original one was filmed in Vancouver. There you go. How about that? All right. Um, how about that? Yeah. How about that? Exactly. How insane is it that the Western Conference or how insane is the Western Conference? Last year, it seemed like the East was the most talented, but now that has flipped on its head. Uh, how do the Jacks beat the Western Conference, essentially, if they find themselves in the final? How does that happen? Yeah. So we, we touched on this uh, a little bit. Um, we, we, we have to get faster or we have to adapt to defending speed. Yeah. Because, um, you know, you, you look at. Um, so I, I brought this up on the on the test pod uh, okay. yesterday, which was a lot more fun than I expected <laughs> that to be. I, 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 I was not expecting that to have so much right. uh, interaction at that, all. Yeah. That, that's what you get when you're potting on a Saturday afternoon and everybody's Absolutely being lazy. Yeah, but, sure. um, but yeah, so I think you, you, you look at our stats from our game versus San Diego. We controlled territory. We yes. controlled possession. We were more or less even on penalties. We were more or less even on on. Um, on dominant tackles and, and, and other things of that nature. We allowed seven line breaks though. We allowed Ooh, seven line breaks. Yeah, so that, and look, look at who's on that team. You're going to, you're not going to like Maya Nanu, like, you know, the guy's 41. Yeah. But he's still a beast. Yeah. He can still, <laughs> and he can still take it 80 meters if you give it to him. At, For sure. You know, at, at the other uh, opposite end of the, of the pitch. Yeah. Um, here, but, but but I think in response to that, you have teams like Seattle, like Houston, that have put emphasis on getting more on getting faster because they yes. know that they're in um, divisions with San Diego and with Utah. Who in Utah from year one has been one of the yes. faster, more agile. You know, they love more, to throw the ball around. Yep, for sure. Exactly. So you have. Um, so, so you have Houston and Seattle, and I mean, I would love to say Dallas, but that ain't happening. <laughs> no, no. Um, you know, trying to, yeah, yeah, trying to respond yes. uh, to that need for speed. But here's the thing: it, it, it's all worked out for Seattle yeah. and Houston. So now you have four solid teams who could, you know, who you could easily see as the as the two and three, two and three seeds respectively. Mm -hmm. Perhaps more deserving than some of the two and three seeds candidates from the East. We've talked about this on the show. Yeah, for sure. exactly. Yeah. That's that, that's that's a problem for another year for another commissioner, maybe. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Um, but now, um, but now we have to respond to that because they've all, you know, loaded up the gun chest, um, yes. like you know, like with these rockets. Whereas the East, I think, has been loading up the gun chest with these physicality. Yeah, with yeah. The, with, the, with the hand grenades, you know, right. like, like these guys who can who can blow up breakdowns right. and who can be who can be physical um, and you know, can more importantly score points from yes. the trenches at the goal line. 
but I think as a result of that, you have a little bit, um, a little bit slower reactions in terms mm -hmm. of uh, like the, the defensive shift. One issue I saw with the Free Jacks, you know, closer to the beginning of the season was was that shift from uh, was uh, the formational shift after a turnover, going right. going from an offensive um, stagger to a defensive uh, flat line. And that is something that's going to be imperative, um, you know, come the final versus any team from the West. Yes. And because there's going to be turnovers. And we have, you know, like you saw the game versus Atlanta, who is nowhere near as good as a team like Seattle or yes. San Diego. Yep. So they, they yeah. forced three turn turnovers on us. That could easily be five turnovers versus one of the teams from the West. So that, you know, so that ability to ad adapt and transition is going to be uh, even more uh, important. So, yeah, phys phys physicality is going to be important. We need to, you know, uh, strengthen up the strength with yeah. definitely our defense and especially our goal line defense. Um, but we need to be able to um, strike quick and strike when the iron's hot on offense. Leo, that's a great breakdown. It's like you've never done this before. I yeah, mean, it's like you've done it forever, right? I know. Uh, I'm like drinking beer on an empty stomach. Keep it, keep it straight, <laughs> Liam. <laughs> um, neutral site for the final. For or against? Against at the moment. Okay. So, <laughs> so all right. So, I, I, I I have the, I I had that answer sort of predetermined before I really did more research into what the league is putting out in Chicago, which is like that whole festival. Yes, you got the Murphys. They got um, who was the who was the other Shaq is going to be Shaq. Oh yeah, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like that's great. Don't yes. get me wrong. Chicago is a great market for that, but at the same time, it is so 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 important for the cameras to see yeah. butts in seats on FS1. A thousand percent. Exactly, and so. And don't get me wrong, like, I get that there there would be a disparity, that there, there might be a little unfairness, you know, if you had to come to Quincy, like, you know, to play at a championship, you know, if, you know, somebody like Houston were to, were to make it to the final, because I don't think we would host um, if, if Seattle or San Diego. Right, yeah, so based yeah. on the current situation, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so basically, we would, we would host if it's Utah or Houston. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, can you imagine another team having to come into Quincy and play a championship with our fans? Can you imagine going to Starfire and having to play a, a championship game with their fans? I, I mean, would love to see it, to be honest, but I understand the yeah. argument that could be made. But ultimately, we'll, let's blame New York on this because last year was an absolute fiasco <laughs> with uh, so many empty seats and nobody showing up. So For a small, small stadium. Yeah. Uh, well, no, it was at Red Bull, right? It was at Red Bull. Yeah, right, so, yeah. So, you know, they, they don't really have a fan base. They have a, you know, they do, but they don't, right? It was, they were never going to fill that venue, unfortunately. Yeah. And they never could have done it at the place that they were currently at back then because it was trash. Yeah. Exactly. So well, it here's it the thing. I actually, I, I've heard some good reviews about that about that um about that high school that they were at last season like it's just was it from new york fans <laughs> it, it was yeah, so it was one from one new york fan. he he just said that it was kind of like not cozier but he's like he's like because you could hear the roar of the crowd more clearly like 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 like, like sitting closer to people sometimes it just got you a little bit more amped and stuff like that uh um, the roar of the crowd i missed that the the two yeah. times i was down well, there to be honest with you exactly <laughs> but yeah so i mean like i i i guess like that this person felt it was a little bit more sure, communal. Sure, yeah, I, yeah, that's fine. I guess. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's one way that you can be like, this is this is why we enjoy that particular video. It was cozy. Sure, yeah. whatever. It is what it is. They're in a better position now, being at that new place in Melbourne. I will say that it's much better. So, yeah, there we go. For sure. All right. Um, you work in entertainment, uh, in the entertainment business out here now. Any interesting celebrity encounters? You don't have to drop names, but just like any specific situations that were kind of so. Weird? I mean, like yes. So I like 
I hate to say this because it sounds like like I'm trying to sound more important. Like I'm I'm under like a lot of NDAs. Like oh, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> it's like yes. But here's the thing: I have been a production assistant on many of like the high higher profiles. Like sure, stuff. Sure, sure. I'm I'm handing out water. I'm right. stocking fridges. Now I've been on plenty of indie shoots. Like uh, like particularly like with uh, again uh, with Lee Shorten from uh, Man in the High Castle. Right. I was uh, first AC. Um, which is uh, first assistant so, cameraman, okay. um, and camera is my focus out here. Which right, you know, right. was, so that was a great opportunity. Um, you know, I've uh, all right. No, all right. Th- this is a good story. So nobody watches this. You're, you're yeah, right. So, so no, 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 this is a good story. There's no NDA involved here. I met H. John Benjamin. Uh, the, the, the voice no of Ar- so, so the voice of Archer um, oh, yeah, and, yeah, and Bob yeah. from Bob's Burgers. Caitlin is shaking her head. Hate Bob's Burgers. Like, don't even get me started. <laughs> what? <laughs> Caitlin's about to fight you. We're gonna have a new you. podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whole new podcast. Let me explain and- to you why Bob's Burgers is great. <laughs> no, but, so <laughs> here's the thing. So obviously, um, I'm like, who the hell is this? I know this voice. Right. So I, I was at a brewery with a friend. Um, I walk by and there's two guys wearing. Um, like uh, like Boston Fire Department uh, shirts. Oh shit! And I'm just like, oh cool. Like I say to one, I'm like, are you guys from Boston? Uh-huh. And they were like, oh no, we were just like working on a movie up there. Oh cool. And um, I was like, oh you guys like crew? And he was just like, oh no, we were uh, we were working like with like with the cast and stuff like that. And I was like, oh like you guys SAG? <laughs> and H. John Benjamin's like, uh, yeah, I've been I've been SAG for a little while now. Wow. <laughs> SAG is the uh, yes. act, uh, actors union. Yeah, yes. Um and. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, like, like, say, like, nice to meet you. Anyway, I still don't know who the hell he is, but I'm like, oh, I know this damn yeah, voice. Right, right. So I go get my beer, walk away, go back to my to the table. My friend doesn't know anything about celebrities. Like, yeah. she doesn't, she doesn't, like, she knows what Archer is. She knows what Bob's Burgers sure, is, sure. but she doesn't know like who the hell right, people right, right. are. Well, he doesn't look like you would think. Yeah, right? exactly. He doesn't look like that guy. Yeah. Exactly. So like, I'm I'm googling like you know just like random people like you know like, I Google like, like a dude from like Law and Order. I thought he like you know he looked like, and then finally I was like. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was just like, I saw him drinking alcohol, and I was like, is this Archer right now? Like, That's crazy, so I finally right? I Google imaged, you know, H. John yeah, Benjamin, yeah. like, what does he look like today? Because the image I had of H. John Benjamin was like oh, him from 10 right. years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is actually him. I didn't go back up to him. I didn't want to be weird. Sure, I was just sure. like, I had this solid interaction. Right, right. You know, but yeah, that, that that's my most interesting celebrity story. Okay, not bad, not yeah. bad. Um, oh, I'm gonna open the floor here. We're kind of closing down the interview, so I wanted to ask, like, do you have any message out there for the Rangers that might be watching this right now or in the future? So the New England Free Jacks are one of the most promising, one of the most ascending sports franchises in the United States today, and that is the result of the hard work of people like Alex Magleby, of people like Nate Ebner, of people like my man right here <laughs> putting out content um you know and putting out a, a quality uh quality content not just on the internet but on the pitch as well shout oh, out yeah. to all the players this is a, a gravy train that you need to hop on right now yeah this is a hype train that you need to buy a ticket to mm-hmm. all right because the bruins let us down yeah. the celtics let us down lord knows the red sox are going to let us down <laughs> yeah they're trash i mean Thankfully, you know, thankfully Matt Patricia's gone. Maybe Bill O'Brien can pull us out of the depths. But De- sure. we all know Dot DeAndre Hopkins is not coming to the Patriots. You guys yeah. need to let go. He's not that walking through now. that door. Yeah. But this is our best chance. This right now is the year to hang our hat on. We need to finish. We need to get the shield because that is how we get the banner up Hell at Logan yeah. Airport, and that is how we start to build something really big here in New Absolutely. England. And we can be on the forefront of rugby uh, in the United States. We could be the team that made it big. For sure, I, I gotta tell you, Liam. Like, it feels like when you're at Fort Quincy and just talking to people in you know the Free Jacks uh, world out there, in the in the Ranger universe, 
it feels like it is building towards something. And yeah. this is like, we're at the very, very ground level. Like we're, we're, we're building the house and it's going to look amazing when it's all done. But everybody that's contributing, that's hammering those nails, like mm-hmm. we will be, uh, you know, we're working hard so that we can enjoy what happens at the end. Exactly. Right. It's very, very cool. So yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. So, um, my, my, my former mentor from Houston, Grant Cole, when I was yes. down there working, um, you know, great guy. Legend. Legend. He, he once said to me, you know, he's planting rugby seeds that Hell he yeah. will never see grow. That's a great way to describe yeah, it. And, yeah. And, you know, and I, I love Grant. I, I, as ominous as that sounds. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, like, he's right. But, right? yeah, no, like, you, you have to be willing to plant those seeds that, that you're not going to see yeah. grow. You have to be willing to trust that, you know, what you do is going to be for the betterment of the sport, Hell you yeah. know, and – and like, like there was times where like you know like during my podcasting career my head got a little big and I don't think I was doing that properly. Right. Um, you know, but I think I think going forward, you know, everything just needs to be positive. I think the rugby community, um, you know, is really healthy despite not making the World Cup. I think yes. I think this is one of the most supportive communities in all of American sports, and I hundred percent. I think there's great things on the horizon. For sure, man. Like if you look at other. Um, sports out there, just go on to Twitter and go, let's say Gamecock Twitter, go on to Gamecock Twitter. It is just people throwing hand grenades at everybody, even our own supporters. It It is wild compared (laughs) to like how friendly it is within the rugby community. Now we like to talk a little shit. I mean, that's perfect. You know, I do it with uh, like, like with, uh, with, with the memes. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The meme game is strong. We we, we need that though. Yeah. I will say we need the banter. It is. Like like, like, there needs to be that positive undertones. Yes. But like you, you need to be able to see you guys suck every now and (laughs) then. No doubt. No doubt. You just need to be able to cheers glasses at the end of the game. Oh yeah. Toronto, you suck, but we'll, we'll definitely uh, have uh, a beer with you at the drink up for sure. Just try a little harder in the second half. Like, like just like, like pretend. Stop giving up. For real though. Like I, I deleted the comment on Facebook because I thought it was mean, but damn y'all. Uh, with that being said, Liam, mm-hmm. I appreciate you uh, joining me here in LA. This is fantastic. Uh, I've got one word for you. Yeah. In three, two, one. Huzzah! Huzzah!